Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Anonymous Show 84, Trauma Junkie. Dr. Anonymous show where we go beyond the blog to bring you the best people in medicine and new media. I'm, of course, your favorite physician host. I am Dr. A, and you can always find me at DrAnonymous.com. And uh, today is uh, Thursday, uh, March 19th, uh, 2009. It is uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Joining us coming up in just a little bit, our guest will be the uh, blogger named Trauma Junkie, and uh, his blog is called uh, Surviving RT School, and uh, the website is uh, my-rt-life.blogspot.com, where you can just Google surviving RT school and that'll uh, that'll get you where you're going uh, we'll uh, discuss his blog and uh, for those of you regular listeners to the show you probably remember that uh, trauma junkie uh, was also on the show before just you know kind of calling in and telling us about his blog so we'll talk about that and we'll also talk about uh, a very exciting new blog carnival that he started and uh, for those of you who may not be familiar what that is a blog carnival is you know basically an accumulation of uh, blog posts uh, about a certain topic Uh, those of you uh, in the uh, medical blogosphere probably familiar with the uh, uh, the uh, very popular uh, blog carnival called Grand Rounds, and that is uh, uh, every week. And anybody who is in medical blogging, you know, you want to uh, be a part of that uh, weekly blog carnival. That's how you get your name out there, especially in the uh, medical blogosphere. And uh, that's how I kind of uh, uh, started kind of this uh, professional or blogging reputation is, 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 is to start 
you know, blogging and submitting some of your favorite posts to uh, some of these blog carnivals. Of course, I don't blog too much right now anymore. I hope to get back into that uh, in the near future. But uh, uh, but what Trauma Junkie done uh, is, is uh, start his own uh, blog carnival. He obviously has an interest and a passion in respiratory therapy, which we'll be talking about. Uh, but his blog carnival that he started is called A Source of Inspiration. So great name there. So we'll be talking about that and also uh, also uh, uh, about his blog. Uh, uh, but first, I do want to thank uh, Blog Talk Radio for uh, featuring a sh- the show again uh, this evening. We're also uh, featured on iTunes. And uh, welcome to those of you who are uh, new to the show, especially those of you who are visiting us from the uh, Trauma Junkie uh, blog. So welcome to the uh, show, uh, whether you're listening live or on the archives. Uh, but if you are listening live or you're watching me live, you can see and I have uh, yeah, the, the webcam, the live webcam. You can see me. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm dressed. I, am, I just got home about 10 minutes ago from, from, my, from a hospital meeting. You'll see me in my in my purple shirt and matching tie, looking very dapper. But if you're listening on the archives, you're missing out on that. So I encourage you to uh, check out the show live whenever you can. Uh, so um, before uh, we get started here, I do want to uh, just get, uh, give a shout-out to next week's show. So uh, just to give everybody a, uh, a heads-up here, so I'll be working this weekend, so there will not be a uh, Saturday night uh, Dr. Anonymous show, as I will be saving lives uh, here uh, <laughs> Beautiful northeastern Ohio here, but uh, one week from tonight we will be uh, having a visit from our friends at uh, PodCamp Ohio. That's uh, uh, coming up in about uh, three months, so we'll be uh, checking in uh, with them. And I'm working on some guests for April, so uh, I'll be happy to announce uh, those uh, guests in the near future as soon as I finalize uh, with them. Uh, so I think that's uh, that's all I have uh, for you for right now. So yeah, we do have our guests on the line. I'm going to uh, uh, take a little a musical break here. I need to calm down because I just rushed in, got everything set up, and uh, um, uh, glad to uh, start here on time. So uh, uh, let's take a little bit of a break here. So uh, you're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the uh, ProMed Network of uh, Medical Podcasts. Uh, you can find it at... Uh, uh, promednetwork.com, uh, also a proud sponsor of PodCamp Ohio. And you can find that at uh, podcampohio.com. We'll be right back if I can find uh, my music here. I usually have that queued up. So uh, here we go. Right after this short break, we'll be Trauma Junkie. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show. I think we have our guest on the line. I'd like to welcome Trauma Junkie to the show. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I apologize if I, if I sound really revved up. <laughs> I've, oh, I've, no. had, uh, I've had too much caffeine, and uh, I was rushing to get home, so... Uh, uh, maybe it's time for me to just kind of uh, dial things down here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I know. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you calling in uh, before. I forget that when that was. I think it was about a month ago. Um, it was at the end of the show, and uh, we talked a little bit about your blog and things. And uh, definitely wanted to uh, bring you back to have a little bit more uh, an extended conversation. But uh, but thank you so much for coming back. No problem. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy the show, so it's good to finally be a guest. Great, great. Well, um, what I'm going to do tonight is uh, you know, maybe go you know, a little bit backwards here as far as, uh, as far as our discussion, because I know that uh, you feel uh, very passionate and, and you've been working very hard on um, a source of inspiration, uh, which highlights uh, respiratory therapy um, in the blogosphere. And why don't we just start by by um, asking you, you know, where did the uh, where did the idea for a source of inspiration uh, come from, and kind of what was your first steps in, in trying to to put together and, and build this uh, blog carnival? Well, you know, that's actually a good question. Um, I guess. Back in November, I started reading uh, the blog carnivals, Change of Shift and Grand Rounds, and I became familiar with them. And I got pretty interested uh, just in the entire concept, uh, especially with the medical blogs, just how you can uh, highlight the best you know blog posts that people submit, and everybody can find them in one place. I just feel like it's a good way to... Uh, to spread word about the profession and everything, and I noticed that there wasn't one for respiratory therapy, so I just uh, kind of took it upon myself and said, well, I've been thinking about it for a month or two anyway, and I just decided to give it a shot and made the first post about it back in January. So you're right, it does uh, does keep you busy, but it's definitely worth it once you get that carnival post up. It's a lot of work, but good in the end. Uh, and I think when we when we talked when you were on the show before about uh, uh, doing some outreach or trying to find blogs that uh, talk about respiratory or respiratory therapy, uh, have you been able to to contact uh, uh, bloggers who who talk about that? Yeah, um, like I say, it's kind of like I said back then. There really aren't a lot of respiratory therapy blogs, but I have done uh, some updating on my blog about uh, in the sidebar, and I've been able to contact a bunch of different bloggers. Um, there's probably about, I'd say, 20 of them that I know of just off the top of my head that I've spoke to through email or other methods just to kind of spread word about the carnival, and I've been able to get a lot of submissions that way. So it, it's my hope that... Uh, you know, every few weeks I find out about a new RT blog, either one that's been around that I didn't know about or one that just got started. So 
I'm just kind of trying to keep in touch with all of them to, to help get a bunch of different insights on the profession and everything. I figure it's a good way to, you know, educate the public as well as people that might be interested in the profession or going to school for respiratory therapy. So, you know, keeps your hands full, but like I say, it's, it's worth it keeping in touch with all of them. Now, you already had uh, uh, one issue or one edition of that, and, and I was able to uh, uh, browse through that. It looks like you had a pretty good response uh, to that. Um, uh, maybe tell my listeners there about, uh, you know, and, I don't want, and I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't really remember uh, a lot of them, but were, were there a few posts there or, or were there a few stories there from your first edition that, that really hit you as far as, you know, this is why I wanted to put this together? Well, yeah, um, there actually wasn't really a theme for the first edition, um, but I did get quite a few good posts that I really enjoyed. Uh, A lot of them were about, actually ended up being about respiratory therapy school, ironically, which is different because uh, I'm a student and I wasn't really going for that, but there was was a couple on there, if if y'all get the chance to look through it, just about uh, how to you know, different tips to make it through respiratory therapy school and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, there there were a couple that, that were really interesting to me, and that's kind of also the reason I'm wanting to do this is just to be able to, you know, find posts that I wouldn't have otherwise known about and be able to put them out there for everybody to see. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know you're you're in the midst right now of of putting together your uh, your next uh, edition. Um, Maybe just tell people about, you know, kind of what, uh, what what kind of posts are you looking for? What kind of writing are you looking for? When is the deadline that you're looking to to uh, close things out? And uh, uh, when uh, when do you plan to publish the next uh, edition of that? Okay. Well, um, the deadline for submissions for this edition is going to be March 27th. Uh, just any time before midnight really is okay. And uh, I just need a few days to work on it, so I will probably have the next edition up by March 30th. Um, there's not really a subject for this for this edition. I'm still kind of, you know, in the early phases, so um, trying to uh, come up with some better ideas. But basically, I'm just looking for anything that has to do with respiratory therapy, whether it's uh, your interactions with respiratory therapist or, you know, nurses and doctors, they also have a lot of experience taking care of patients with asthma and COPD. You know, maybe maybe y'all have had, a, you know, an experience with some of these patients that have, you know, left you thinking about some things or just just really anything like that. Um, any, I'd like to see, you know, more posts by the actual respiratory therapist, but anybody that has anything to say about about respiratory therapy that can just kind of help spread the word, put information out there, let other people know what it's like to take care of those patients. Anything along those lines would be just fine. There's not really any kind of length requirement or anything like that, just as long as I can relate it back to respiratory in some way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know I, th- I know I asked you this before uh, when you called in before, but uh, you know there, there are some members uh, you know of my audience who you know are not familiar with uh, what respiratory 
therapy is or what respiratory therapists do. If, if people ask you, you know, what is respiratory therapy and what, what do respiratory therapists do, what, what do you typically tell people? Well, I, uh, I usually just start out by saying that typically respiratory therapists work in hospitals. Um, they, you know, usually work shift work, like 8 or 12-hour shifts, and that they're involved directly with patient care. Um, basically, any time that a patient uh, is receiving oxygen therapy or any sort of medical gas or you know, any time that the patient's admitted with pneumonia, getting nebulizer treatments, anything like that, respiratory is usually seeing the patient. Uh, what I mean by that is that we go in each shift and we assess the patient. If they have any kind of breathing treatments that they need, then the respiratory therapist administers that to them. Um, there's a lot more advanced procedures that we're able to do also, uh, such as, intubation, uh, some schools teach you how to do arterial line insertion, um, EKGs, a lot of hospitals are having us do EKGs, but but mainly what it all boils down to is we're just uh, there to help patients with respiratory illnesses such as asthma, COPD, bronchitis, things like that, to uh, overcome their illness in the acute state as well as uh, when they're having chronic problems, we're able to help them manage their disease through our education. So, uh, mm-hmm. like I say, it gets kind of complicated, but that's basically the gist of it. Oh yeah, and, and it can get yeah, it can can get kind of complicated. Uh, you know, I guess uh, you know the primary you know, function is to help uh, patients you know with respiratory problems, whether they have asthma or or COPD. Um, Another another word that people may know is emphysema, uh, and to help patients with that, even with oxygen uh, type therapy. But you're right. I mean, even in our uh, hospital, uh, you know, sometimes we do ask a respiratory therapist to do other things um, like heart testing, you know, the EKG or or some uh, lung testing or taking some blood samples, whether it be a blood gas or something like that. So, uh, so they're, they're definitely a uh, a key part of the uh, healthcare team. So, uh, definitely, I uh, you know I, I try to talk with them, and, and sometimes, you know, they, they give me a good sense of you know how the patient is doing in addition to nursing care, um, as far as you know how, how do you how do you think that they did with their uh, respiratory treatments and uh, you know kind of kind of gives me another set of eyes to to help me uh, take care of patients right right no I totally agree with you um, it's it is good I mean it's they're definitely a good part of the healthcare team um, part of what got me interested in it though was the fact that you know nurses have been around you know forever doctors have been around forever Respiratory therapy, however, is still a fairly new profession. I mean, it's been just since, I want to say, the 1960s that hospitals have been utilizing respiratory therapists. And back then they were just, you know, kind of what they called oxygen technicians. They'd just go around and check the oxygen. If the doctor, you know, ordered that a patient get a breathing treatment, they would give the treatment. But a lot of their education really wasn't, about uh, knowing 
you know, the different indications and contraindications, as, you know, as well as how to treat the more advanced stuff. So uh, it, it's recently just involved, evolved within the last 10 years or so into being a more, you know, integral part of the, the healthcare team. So I definitely know what you mean there. And that's, that's part of what drew me to it, I guess. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe just kind of uh, you know share with the audience, or even share with me, you know, as far as you know what's what's really cool about your job. What 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 really draws you to you know to to pick this as a profession or or you know respiratory therapy as a career? What do you really love about it? Well, you know, it's um, it's really just about as simple as when you think about the different, you know, fields of healthcare that you can go into. Um, I kind of look at, just for me personally, what would make the biggest, uh, would make me the happiest, make the biggest difference in the patient's life in, that I would be able to do. And uh, so I think about that if the patient's not breathing, you know, there's really not much more that they're going to be doing. You get to help them at you know, the worst part of their life possible where they can't catch their breath. You get to walk in there, you know, and usually, you know, you'll administer a treatment and they'll be just fine. So that's that's really a lot of what drew me into it is the fact that you're able to, you know, see the results pretty pretty soon and that you're able to you're able to really tell that you can make a difference. That's that's what I enjoy about it. That's great. That's great. Uh, so what is, what's, why don't we just kind of back up here to the beginning here a little bit. And, uh, you know, as, as I told you over the email and as I told our, our guest uh, last week here, uh, you know, I definitely respect your anonymity. If, 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 I, if I ask a question that gets too personal or crosses the line, you just, you just let me know. And, uh, you know, I will, I'll definitely back off from that because uh, I know, you know, I'd like to know a little bit more about you. I know that, you know, people in the chat room and, and uh, as you've been, as you've been hanging around the crowd here, whether it be on Blog Talk Radio or on Ustream, I know people have gotten to know you a little bit. Uh, but uh, I guess I guess my next question for you is: What was uh, your kind of first exposure to to medicine, or what kind of you know drew you growing up to the healthcare field uh, initially? Well, initially it was actually uh, my experience in nursing. My mom was a nurse. Um, I've got several aunts that are nurses, uncles. So um, basically I learned a lot about it that way, just, you know, at different family get-togethers and stuff like that. They would talk about the patients they took care of and, you know, why they enjoy what they do. And uh, so initially I planned to go to nursing school. So I became a nurse's aide and just decided somewhere along the way that that might not be what I want to do. Uh, so then I started looking into other options, radiology, you know, physical therapy, and uh, I started talking with some of the respiratory therapists where I worked as a CNA at the hospital, and uh, they were just very helpful, always willing to give me lots of information about what they do day in and day out. So it just kind of went from there. I applied to RT school and got accepted, and uh so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not regretting the decision at all. So, very, very fun so far. So, uh, at uh, at what stage are you uh, in school right now? 
I actually just finished uh, my first semester back in December, so I'm right in the middle of second semester. So uh, okay. we just started clinicals back in January, so that's that's good. You really kind of start to wonder during that first semester if you're going to be able to put everything together that you've been learning. Once you actually start taking care of patients, it kind of all starts to click. So, yeah. Yeah, and something, and I know we talked about it uh, when you were on the show before, is that uh, on your uh, on your blog there you have a, a countdown until uh, you graduate, which I think is very funny. I, as of right at this second, it's 498 days, three hours, 35 minutes, and 22 seconds. So I think I think it's very funny. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of put that on there just to just to kind of let everybody know, and I guess remind me because day in and day out, it's hard to remember how long you've been doing it or how much you have left, but yeah, that was just a little little thing I put on there just to kind of provide a little humor, so I'm glad you found it humorous. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I guess I'm not really familiar with the, with kind of the training process of, of RT school. Or, uh, are there specific uh, prerequisites that you require before you even apply to RT school, or are there certain things that, that you need before you can even apply? Kind of what's the application process for that? Well, as far as uh, prerequisites, such as, you know, the academic courses, it's an associate's degree, so you just, you know, it's different at different colleges, but um, the, generally the ones I've looked into, you just basically need, uh, like, you, of course, your freshman English, your math courses, uh, a lot of them want you to take medical terminology, which I really recommend. It actually wasn't required at my program, but I went ahead and did it. It's helped a lot. But uh, aside from just your core academic classes, it's a lot of your uh, general biology, anatomy and physiology one and two. Uh, some programs want you to take physics, which I also think is very helpful as well. But but um, And then it's as far as the application process, I can't really speak for everywhere. That kind of varies too, but um, typically the colleges will have a deadline that you need to apply for. Usually a program starts every year in the fall semester, and um, really the best advice is just to kind of get in touch with the different program directors from the colleges and kind of go from there. Like I say, it, it pretty much varies, so I can't really. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, you can't speak for for all programs. Um, right. But but for your for your uh, particular program, so what what is uh, what is the training process for you for you now? You said uh, it looks like it's, it's a, a two year type of program. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, it's actually two years. It's an associate's uh, of science degree, and um, basically we only had about three prerequisite courses. Um, like I say, it was just biology, A&P 1 and 2. And then the way the program's set up, um, it's basically you do your time in the classroom learning about the different procedures and different things that you're going to be doing. Then you spend time in the lab getting checked off on that, on the uh, mannequins or sometimes on other students. And uh, once you're signed off on those skills, in the lab, then you're able to do them on patients at clinicals under the direction of an instructor or the respiratory therapist that you happen to be working with for the day. Um, so 
So like I say, it's, it's a two-year program, and you do one semester that's nothing but classes, and after that you kind of do half clinicals and half classes. We go all through the summer, summer semester. So all in all, it's about six semesters instead of four. But uh, it moves pretty quick, so I'd definitely mm -hmm. recommend it to anyone who's looking into it. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm um and then uh, so you're in, you're in school now so are you are you working in addition to school or not? Yeah, um I just kind of work on the mainly on the weekends whenever I can. I just have a PRN job at a hospital as a unit secretary and I still kind of do the CNA work occasionally. But um I'm fortunate that I don't have to try to work full-time or anything. I do know of a few students that do that, and they definitely say that if you have another way you can do it, that's not the way to go Go at it. So uh, I, I'm pretty fortunate, I guess. I just kind of call and work when I feel like I can come in. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of what are your school hours like? Is it, uh, um, you know, is it, is it most uh, most of the day, or do you get breaks in between classes, or how does that work? Well, it's right now it's actually um, like it's just about four hours a day. Uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm in class for four hours. That's between two different classes. I have a little break in between. And then um, Mondays and Wednesdays are clinicals, which are there for, of course, the entire eight hours. And then on Friday, we have a lab that's four hours long. So you do end up, it's uh, not like you're in class all the time, but you might as well be because once you get home, you just have to hit the books and do just as much studying as you did while you were sitting in class. So uh, I'm pretty fortunate in the fact that our program, a lot of the programs I've looked into are set up, like you said, where you're in class most of the day. But uh, this one's this one's fairly different. So. Uh, like I say, it's just about four hours a day or so. About uh, how many people are in your class uh, right now? Right now we have, uh, I believe, 40 people last time they counted, which is actually pretty pretty large, I think. They said that we are the biggest group they've had in a while. Usually it's about 20 or so. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, and and you may not even uh, know this uh, yet, but uh, I guess is is your vision or is your is your plan to 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 work at a hospital or, or work at some other facility after you've completed your training? Or well, I uh, I definitely want to start out in the hospital because that's where you're going to get your best experience. Um, of course, I'm a bit of a trauma junkie, so I kind of want to start in ER or ICU. Um, kind of get my foot in the door, and then I'd like to actually become certified as a paramedic and uh, work on either a critical care transport team that uses ambulances or on a helicopter. Um, it's a fairly new field, flight respiratory therapy. They um, do a lot of transfers with patients on ventilators or they're dispatched to the scene with EMS to help manage the advanced airway and everything and that's really kind of what drew me into it was you know just the, the RT's involvement in 
you know, the emergency situations and everything at the hospital. So I definitely like to get started out at a, a pretty big trauma center. And then from there, I'd like to try to branch out and end up on a helicopter at some point. Oh, really? Huh, that's great. Uh, I mean, that's a great name, uh, Trauma Junkie. Uh, what, what do you uh, what, what do you like about uh, the ER? What do you like about uh, ICU work? And what, you know, what do you like about you know potentially being on on a helicopter? Kind of kind of describe what what draws you to that type of work. Well, um, I mean, I guess first it's obviously a bit of an adrenaline rush. Um, you know, they say that you have the first 60 minutes that you're taking care of a patient from the scene is, you know, the most important, you know, the critical hour. And uh, basically I'm drawn to the challenge of uh, trauma medicine and being able to, you know, think outside the box, you know, the fact that you're not just, you know, giving nebulizer treatments on the floor all day long at the hospital. You're actually using what you know, you're being challenged constantly. I uh, just like the fact that you don't have much of a chance to get bored, that there's always something going on to keep you busy. Just basically, you know, you have to have pretty rapid assessment skills and everything like that. So I'm just kind of drawn to uh, the more advanced aspects of, of the care that those type of patients receive, I guess I would say. Oh, that's great. I mean, I, I remember uh, in, in medical school uh, when I was on those rotations as far as, uh, you know, when I was a med student, I was, uh, you know, I was carrying the trauma beeper, you know, for medical students. Uh, and I did my ER rotations. And even when I was a resident, I did ER rotations and, and, and rotations in the, uh, in the intensive care unit. I mean, I would definitely, I definitely agree with you. It is, it is very, very intense uh, and it's a type of medicine where uh, you, you, you do get uh, immediate uh, results, uh, whether it's you know satisfaction or not satisfaction, because uh, you know you administer treatments, you administer therapy, and you know the, the patients get better or they don't get better, or they get better a little bit, and then you kind of have to go to the next decision-making point. Uh, so I, I definitely agree with you as far as. You know what what uh, what draws people to that uh, to that type of medicine? Right. No, I I know exactly what you mean. I've felt that way for a while, which is why I decided to go into this. Well, great. Uh, let me just kind of uh, reset the table here. So uh, so welcome everybody to the uh, Doctor Anonymous show. And uh, oh, I forgot to give my uh, big uh, shout out uh, to the uh, chat room here because I was uh, running late. Uh, uh, coming into the show this evening, uh, in case people didn't know, I was uh, I was at a hospital meeting, and uh, for those of you who follow me on Twitter, twitter.com/slash/doctoranonymous, you saw that I was <laughs> twittering from the meeting, so it's kind of funny. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to uh, to my chat room here. So we have Annie and Burrell, we have uh, Kimmy, we have Jesse, we have our guest, and we have another un- another guest who's unnamed. Welcome, guest. We have friggin' Ben. We have the Reverend Rock Dog, Effie Junkie, and Christina, and also Scan Man checking in uh, from India. So thank you all of, all of you for uh, joining us uh, live uh, this evening. Our guest here is a Trauma Junkie, and uh, his blog is called uh, Surviving RT School, and uh, also uh, uh, creator um, and originator <laughs> of the uh, blog carnival called A Source of uh, inspiration, 
And uh, it's, a, it's it's a great uh, block carnival if you haven't uh, been able to check out that they had a uh, had a first edition already and the second edition that they're in the midst of uh, putting together uh, right now. If uh, you want to join the show here this evening, the number here is six four six seven one six nine five one four. If you want to uh, hop on board and uh, say hello here. Uh, so, TJ, uh, let's kind of uh, move uh, and talk about your blog here. It's called uh, Surviving RT School. I mean, obviously, uh, um, people know uh, kind of how uh, how the title of the blog came along. But uh, uh, do you remember uh, the, the first blogs that you started uh, reading and, and uh, what kind of inspired you to, to start a blog uh, yourself? Yeah, um, right around the time when I started, you know, looking into different professions to go into. Right when I got interested in respiratory therapy, I uh, just happened to Google it one day and ended up finding two or three different respiratory blogs. Um, They're on my page. I don't know the exact links, but the ones that I'm able to remember just off the top of my head are the Respiratory Therapy Cave, which is kind of a, a small hospital respiratory therapist approach to uh, just finding humor in what he does and how to enjoy your job and a lot of great advice about how to be a better therapist. And uh, the other one is called Respiratory Therapy 101, Just Keep Breathing, which is another therapist that works in ICU, and he just talks, uh, you know, about taking care of patients and everything. So when I got accepted into RT school about a month after I started getting into the whole blog scene, I just kind of decided maybe I should start a blog. I knew that school was going to be kind of stressful, that I was going to, you know, need somewhere that I could vent about stuff, where I could write and have others read it, um, as well as, you know, where I would be able to offer advice to other students who might be coming to the point I'm at in their studies now in a few weeks or whatever. So um, I just, I've always enjoyed writing, so I just kind of took a stab at it, and I really didn't plan to be this successful at it, but I'm glad I did. Uh, I really enjoy it. I wish I had more time to be able to blog on a regular basis, but that's just kind of how I got started in it, I guess, just from searching it on Google, and from there on, I just kind of started looking for different blogs, and uh, where I'm at now. Yeah, I definitely agree with you as far as trying to find more time in the day. <laughs> um, and I, I wish uh, I wish I could, uh, I wish I did uh, blog more often as far as writing about specific health issues or writing what's about uh, what's in the news. And uh, uh, I, I wish I uh, wish. So I'm definitely with you on that. Um, I guess before uh, before you started uh, writing here, did, did you have some specific uh, topics uh, in mind, or uh, uh, were, was it going to be just concentrated on school and uh, respiratory therapy, or kind of what was your vision when you when you were putting this together? When I first started, um, like I said, I didn't know much about it, but I just kind of planned to uh, just write about really about school. Um, just kind of giving, you know, like I said, advice to students that are looking into respiratory therapy or just as a place to um, 
you know, kind of talk about the stress or my experiences in lab and clinicals. Um, so really the focus was just all on school when I started the blog. Um, now I kind of write a lot more about, uh, you know, now that I've always worked in ICU as a unit clerk or CNA, but now that I'm starting to learn more about those type of patients in respiratory therapy school, now I'm able to blog a little about my experiences at work, you know, of course, with keeping confidentiality in mind, but I like to talk about different patients I've encountered, you know, different lab values that uh, just kind of stuck out at me. And uh, it's really kind of a great forum just to be able to, uh, once you build up a reader base of, you know, people that are in the medical field, it's just a great way to start discussions, you know, and compare stuff that you've seen before and uh, a lot of times it's hard because people in the medical field don't really, you know, for whatever reason, don't really have an interest or they, you know, you're just talking over them because they haven't went to school for that. So I just kind of blog about the stuff I've seen uh, just as a way to communicate with other people that go through the same stuff. So. Um, and something that's interesting um, on the... Uh on the front page of your blog, and I'll, I'll drop that in the chat room here again, uh, is uh, talking about uh, uh, patients uh, with cell phones, uh, which I thought was a very entertaining post. It's called, uh, It's Bad Enough That the Patients Do This, and it's from February uh, 24th. Um, what to tell people, uh, you know, what that uh, what that post was about, and uh, you know how, how that came about to uh, to go ahead and, and and write up something like that. It, it sounds like kind of a, a venting type post or something that started like that. Uh, what you tell us about uh, about that? Well, it sort of did start out as kind of a venting post. Uh, I think this happened while I was at clinicals. Um, it could have been when I was at work, but I I believe it was the day I was doing clinicals, and. Uh, of course, if you work in healthcare, you know that a lot of times it's you know it's very acute care when the patient's in the hospital that they have certain therapies that they need at that you know right at that moment that stuff's ordered every four hours for a reason, and uh, you get a lot of times you'll go in to do a procedure on a patient or to give them a medication and their phone will ring you know and you've got. 20 or 30 other patients you're trying to see, you just need to get in there and get out and do what you need to do. And they apparently just feel like, I've got to take this phone call. And so uh, that's always kind of been a pet peeve of mine. And uh, I never never really noticed, uh, you know, anybody that works at a hospital doing that. But there was actually a, um, a rapid response call when I was doing clinicals and they had a patient that was in the cath lab that wasn't doing so well. So the cardiologist gets paged, comes in, and his cell phone rings. We all assumed he was trying to get in touch with the doctor that was actually on the patient's case because he was trying to page him. But he looked at the number, and I guess it was his spouse or something, and he's like, look, I'm taking care of a patient who's real short of breath and I just need to go. Can I call you back? And it just it kind of threw me for a loop for a second there uh, just because the patient was very critical. 
And so I, I thought it was one of those weird things that you definitely don't see all the time. And it started out as a venting post, but then I kind of got to where I made a point at the end, which is that we can't ask patients if they mind hanging up their phone or we can't get upset at them for having to take phone calls while we're trying to provide care to them if it's us that's actually doing it at the same time. So just just thought that was kind of interesting. I've never seen anything like that happen before, so kind of tried to write about it. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely with you there. Uh, you know, there's sometimes when I come into the patient room and and they're on the cell phone and and uh, you know they say, "Can you come back?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like yeah, I'm the person, really. ta- I'm the person taking care of you, or I'm the person right. that can that's going to be discharging you, maybe if if you get right. off your cell off phone. <laughs> Uh, so and it's and, and it's funny because you know in, in some areas of the hospital, uh, you know we we have hospital policies say you know you can't even use your cell phone and so that's a whole nother hurdle. Be like, well, you know, you can't even right. use your phone here. So right. yeah, uh, kind of threw me for a loop. I, I've never seen something like that before, so I kind of you know put a little humorous twist on it. And, Decided to write about it for everybody to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's I guess that that's kind of the the type of the type of post that that you write. Is there? Um, do you, how do you pick the topics that you uh, 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 that you're going to write about? Does some of them come out of venting, or or I know you do do some clinical writing too, as far as you know lab values and, and trying to do some teaching too, which I think is very good. Well, um, it's just, it's not real like I have a process or anything. Um, Just kind of anything that, like I said, I see at clinicals that kind of stands out. Any time, like, particular that I know that I'm having trouble figuring out how to study something or I'm racking my brain for a few days trying to figure out a way to learn something, it just kind of comes to me that, you know, there's other RT students out there who are reading my blog that might be able to find this useful. Um, you know, it's like uh, just, just kind of always in the back of my mind, whatever I'm doing, whether it's studying or at clinicals or at work, uh, just kind of when I get a chance to sit down, I'm just kind of like, oh, I should write a blog about that. And then kind of the post comes from there. Uh I like to put a lot of different humorous stuff, but also I don't want it to be just about school or just about work or just about patients I take care of. So I I just kind of try to do a wide variety of stuff, really, just uh, if I can kind of start to write a blog post in my head and see where I'm able to go with it. I just kind of put it down, start typing it up, and just go from there. Yeah, your uh, the, the response to your blog has been uh, has been very good. Uh, that, how did you, or, or when did you know that that people were really uh, interested in this? What were, were were you get any kind of emails? Were you starting to get some comments on your blogs? How, how did you know that people were starting to take an interest in your blog? Well, um, yeah, in the beginning, I didn't really have many comments or emails. Um, I guess somewhere. After the third or fourth post, um, I started receiving 
a lot of different comments from people just saying that they enjoy the blog or they enjoy reading what I have to say. And uh, so, of course, that that kind of boosts you up just a little. So you kind of pick up your writing just a little bit. And, you know, you feel like you should do a better job, push yourself a little further. And then so that's what I did. I started working harder at the blog. And um, just kind of from there I started receiving a bunch of different emails from people asking questions about respiratory school, just kind of saying that they enjoyed the blog and everything. And uh, so it was probably, I'd say, about a month afterwards that I uh, started learning that there was a lot of people on there when I started uh, putting counters on my page and really keeping up with who was commenting and how often I was getting comments, stuff like that. Um, and something that, that I always uh, enjoy asking, uh, especially people who are in are in, in the medical uh, field, um, you know, obviously this show is about uh, medicine and uh, new media. Um, how would you, how have you uh, made your presence known out there uh, in the in the interwebs? I know that you you have a Twitter account and you've been twittering and you have a blog. Um, are there other things that you're doing to try to uh, you know make your presence known out there about who you are? Well, you know, um, there are some things I tried when I first started the blog. I can't really say they were too successful, but, um, of course, there's websites out there like blog directories where you can post your blog title and what your blog's about under, you know, different categories like health and medicine, and people who enjoy reading those kind of blogs um, will click on you know, the blog directory, and they'll find your website, and they'll go there that way. Like I said, I never really saw too many results from that. Basically, the best way to get started if you want to start a medical blog that I found out is you find bloggers who write about the same type of things you do, whether they're in the same field that you are or they're students, and you just read their blogs, comment on their blogs, you know, uh, just make your presence known, and then in return, they'll come back and comment you and let you know what they think of what you're writing. That's really the that's really how I got started was just by um, commenting other blogs and spending a lot of time reading them. And then just, I guess, back in December or so, about six months after I started my blog, I started using Twitter, and that's been an excellent tool as a mean of social networking. You can uh, post links to your blog on there and have them read. And uh, I just, I'm really enjoying Twitter as far as that being the best way to, uh, to be able to spread word about your blog and everything. You get people following you, and they, you know, retweet the stuff that you write and everything. So I'd have to say that. Out of everything I've tried, Twitter's probably the best the best tool that I've used. Great, great. I know we we have a few a uh, few moments left here. I do have a couple other questions here for you. Um, um, you have chosen um, in your blog um, to not use your real name, and of course, you know I have a sensitivity to that. And uh, uh, what was kind of your rationale for, for not using your real name and not identifying yourself uh, on your blog? Well, you know, um, a lot of it had to do with 
but I knew I was going to be taking care of patients. And you know that at some point um, there's only so much information you can change to keep up with HIPAA laws and all that before a patient might be able to realize that maybe you're writing about them or also um, just the fact that, like I say, I knew that I was probably going to do some venting when I first started the blog, so I didn't necessarily want anybody to get offended if they knew me or that of something I said about them. So uh just kind of tried the anonymous thing, and uh, it's worked all right so far. Um, probably one day I'm going to become a little less anonymous with my blogging, but but um main reason is just to protect the patient's privacy and um, the others that you take care of at the hospital and as well as your coworkers and stuff. I don't want to say anything that's going to make anybody upset or anything. So kind of what made mm-hmm. me decide to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um where do you uh, where do you see your blog going? And and, and uh, I know either in Twitter or in some of these chat rooms that you've maybe alluded to uh, uh, using other types of new media, maybe even audio podcasting or video podcasting. Where do you kind of see your your uh, uh, new media life or blogging life kind of going forward as as you complete uh, uh, RT school? Well, um, like I say, each day I learn about some type of new method of blogging, whether it's, you know, video or audio. So I definitely like to try to tap into some other ways of, you know, putting posts up. Um, I'm definitely looking into starting some audio posts, maybe some podcasting. Um, kind of thinking about maybe blog talk radio sometime far in the future after I get kind of settled in with all of school and everything. And um, just kind of, it's always changing every time I find something new, I'm wanting to try it. So I honestly can't really tell you where it's going to be, you know, a year from now or whatever, but just kind of like to try try different avenues to go about stuff. So I, I see big changes in the future. I just can't, can't really know for sure what they are right now. Well, I, I can't uh, I can't say how how happy I am for you to you know to to start uh, you know so quickly uh, uh, since you started you know blogging and even to a point where you know usually it takes people uh, <clears throat> sometimes uh, months <laughs> uh, to be in the chat room to call into the show. But I, I think you know, one of the first times you were in my chat room, you called into the show to talk about your blog and. Uh, so that's that's great. I, I think uh, what you're doing and and the path that you're following now is is, is very good. Uh, and uh, uh, before before I let you go, uh, I, I do want to uh, you know give you a, a, another opportunity to to talk about uh, a source of inspiration, the Block Carnival that uh, that you created. Uh, before I let you go this evening, you know, maybe tell people again, uh, maybe people who have come in late, you know, uh, what a source of inspiration is. Well, what you hope to, uh, what kind of, uh, uh, what you hope to accomplish, or what kind of information you want to get out uh, with a source of inspiration, and also tell people about, uh, uh, you know, um, about the edition that you're going to be releasing when the deadline is, and, uh, uh, and when you hope to release it. So I, I know it's a lot too. <laughs> I know it's a lot of information, but I, I definitely want to give you a chance to talk about it before I let you go tonight. No, that's no problem. I appreciate it. Um, I'm. 
working on the next edition now. The deadline is going to be March 27th. Uh, just any time before midnight on that day is fine. And then I'm going to need probably a couple days to work on the post. Um, so I'm looking at March 30th as being the uh, the date for the second edition to actually be published. Uh, as far as content for the submissions, I'm just looking for anything that has to do with respiratory therapy. Uh, of course, I'm kind of more looking towards posts by respiratory therapists, but I really encourage anybody to try to submit, whether it's nurses, doctors, uh, you know, even people that have respiratory illnesses can write about their experiences with their caregivers or, you know, vice versa. Um, just right now, it's anything that's basically related to respiratory therapy, just to kind of spread word of the profession. You know, a lot of people don't really even know what respiratory therapists do, so anything like interactions with therapists or um Anything that has to do with respiratory is uh, definitely acceptable. I don't really have any kind of requirements as far as how long the post should be or how short it should be. Um, just looking for a way to raise awareness and uh, kind of find a certain commonality between respiratory practitioners, nurses, and doctors, and other healthcare professionals. So. Anything that anybody has to submit is definitely more than welcome to uh, email it to me or use the Blog Carnival submission form, all of which can be found on my blog. Um, I think you dropped the link in the chat room there. But uh, all that information, there's a couple of detailed posts uh, through my blog about the carnival and what, what exactly I'm looking for. But... Just the bottom line is right now I'm just kind of starting it up, so I'm just looking for anything that can be tied into respiratory therapy, um, and I hope that it ends up being a huge success and everything. So just kind of right now in the beginning, I'm just pretty basic with what I'm looking for. That's really There's really not a whole lot to it. Well, great. I mean, a trauma junkie, TJ, you know, I, I definitely, uh, you know, appreciate your passion on this subject. I love, I love when people talk about, you know, what they're really passionate about, and I, I can hear that in your voice. And, and uh, you know, I know you want to get the word out on this. You want to try to find people who, who, uh, you know, and it's definitely, you know, a niche type of of, of market, and and trying to to find people who uh, who are out there uh, in similar uh, either similar training or in school for it, and and I really appreciate you, you know, being innovative about this, being aggressive about this, and and trying to reach out uh, to other people who who have similar interests. I mean, definitely you know, not only the the medical blogosphere, but you know, the blogosphere in general needs people uh, who 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 needs people like you because I know just reading your blog. Um, I have learned a lot more about respiratory therapy that I did not know about um, in the past, and uh, I, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Your blog is called uh, Surviving RT School, and uh, people can Google that and, and, and find where that is. The, the, uh, the address there is my-rt-life.blogspot.com, or you can just Google Surviving RT School, and uh, creator of the uh, blog carnival a source of inspiration 
I certainly uh, wish you the best of luck. And, and if you do, if you do happen to uh, uh, be interested in, uh, you know, creating or, or doing a blog talk radio show, certainly let me know. You know, uh, <clears throat> I can certainly share with you my experience with it. And, uh, you know, I think you'd be great at it. Sure. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed kind of being on the show and getting to talk about everything. So uh just wanted to thank you again for having me on. Great. So thank you so much for being on the show. We'll definitely talk with you down the road. And uh, definitely want everybody to check out your blog, Surviving RT School. So thanks so much, TJ. All right. Take care. All right, so that's uh, Trauma Junkie TJ, and uh, so I, I love when, when people talk about what, what, they, you know, what they're really interested in. So we do have some time here at the end of the show. I'm going to take a quick uh, musical break, and then uh, I'm not going to go the whole half an hour. Um, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to you know, just maybe just talk about some things that's been going on with me, nothing, nothing too serious, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I just kind of want to – talk and chat if people want to uh, call in here the number here is uh, 646-716-9514 and uh, we'll take a, a quick uh, musical break here and if i can find something here yeah here we go and uh, we will be right back here on the doctor anonymous show Show. Uh, thanks a lot to uh, friggin' Ben uh, for uh, <laughs> for auditioning to be my uh, call screener. If people want to uh, find out more information on that deal, uh, <laughs> I encourage you to check out 
show number 83, which was uh, Saturday night with uh, me and Kat. Uh, that is the uh, the night shift. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I think uh, yeah, I have some ideas here on, on some other things uh, for the show. And uh, I have this uh, I have this voicemail account <laughs> that I haven't really done much with. Uh, so I may be contacting some people out there to uh, to help me uh, uh, bring more content or more entertainment <laughs> for all of you, the devoted Doctor Anonymous listener and reader of the blog. So uh, so yeah, and and I have uh, no problems about. Uh, uh, plugging myself, that's what she said. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can check out the blog there. It's uh, DrAnonymous.com. And uh, I'm also on Facebook, uh, net. And uh, if you want to uh, subscribe to the show, it's uh, uh, DrAnonymous.org. It takes you right to uh, the uh, uh, iTunes uh, page. Uh, so if you want to uh, subscribe to the show there, uh, you can do that. Um, so, oh, let's see. Uh, we have a caller here. Let's see who this is. Hello, welcome to the show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Dr. A, this is your biggest fan. This is uh, the Reverend Rock Dog. Reverend Rock Dog, welcome to the show. Hey, I just uh, was digging on the purple shirt, and I just wanted to say uh, nice choice. I like it. Well, hey, thank you. Hey, I, I'm glad you called in because, you know, I, I have a very serious issue that I want to talk to you about. Uh-oh, what did I do now? No, no, no. It's 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 all good. So so if uh, so if, if people did not uh, did not uh, catch this, you know, of course, you know, you were uh, you were the star on the Annie Burl show last week uh, during their drunk show because it was a uh, public service announcement. And uh, wanted to tell the people what 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 was your role on the show there that night there, uh, Reverend? That night was to say to stay semi sober and run the switchboard. Um. And that was about it, you know. I uh, I was mainly in shock afterwards. If you read my long rambling post, was uh, I was just so shocked at how drunk they were, but could legally, should they choose to do so, not that they would, they could have legally gotten behind the wheel of a car at any almost any point. Three quarters of the way through the show, they were still under the legal limit in most states, and that was just scary. Yes, yes, uh, and I think you summed up the whole night by uh, saying that, uh, uh, quoting you, <laughs> you were the only rational one on the phone at some points during the show, which I think happens during most shows, but especially during Saturday night show. <laughs> it's definitely that Saturday. It was, uh, it was one for the books, you know. It was a classic, instant classic is what they're calling it. <laughs> They were on for uh, two hours, and then uh, they were on for another hour and a half after that, which was deleted. But uh, you know, I was able to hear hear the watch show uh, for the next ninety minutes. Uh, so, uh, how would you describe what happened on part two of that show, in case people weren't able to catch that? Um, what are you rated? What show is this? Um, no, it was uh, <laughs> it was interesting. My favorite part, well, I had two favorite parts. Was a when our little trooper Annie came back into the scene, you know, she came back after talking quite extensively to the porcelain gods about her uh, inner life. Ah! And, um, <laughs> but she came back and her eyes only rolled backwards in her head once or twice and uh, she stuck it out, you know. Um, little Miss Muffet, however, <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody caught it because. If you were watching the live show, it took roughly uh, 8.250 seconds 
for Burl to get up, give instructions to Epi on how to <laughs> shut the studio down, and he was gone. That's it. That's right. That's right. There was no goodbye. Oh. There was nothing. <laughs> and the the whole the whole role of Epi Junkie during that show was also interesting. What did, did you have any uh, you have any comments on uh, Epi Junkie's performance that night? Hello. Hello. Are you Uh-oh. still there? I'm here. Oh, okay, I don't know what happened there. Oh boy, crazy! Every, every, every time we every time we talked about Epi Junkie, like just got pulled out of there. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but so, so what? Uh, what do you think about Epi Junkie? I think she did a, a fabulous job. She did. She's amazing, amazing job. Um, and. I just hope that, you know, the therapy will will help because I'm sure she's scarred at least for a while. <laughs> uh, and uh, my last question before, before, before I let you go here. So so on Andy Burrow Live, you know, I, I think uh, this uh, soap opera thing is coming back uh, Saturday night. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, th- I think Andy, uh, I can leave the chat room here for a little bit, but uh, what, what do you think is in store for us uh, on Saturday there, Reverend? Oh, I, I can't even venture a guess at this point because every time I think I know where these brilliant writers are going, you know, they take us down another scary road. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually frightened. <laughs> I'm very, uh, I'm very frightened. So uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I'll call in sick for there. I don't know. Did, did you have any sick days left uh, for the show? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I, I kind of know the boss, so uh, he kind of sometimes doesn't write down my time when I take it off. So, hmm. you know, I'm letting that cat out of the bag, but we'll put another <laughs> cat in the bag. She'll be. Uh, and, and you may not know at this point, but uh, did, did you have any uh, an, any insight on the Rock Dog's weekly uh, injection for a Saturday at this point? Um, I. Uh oh. And it's happened again. We didn't even talk about Epi Junkie, and he got cut out again. I'm not sure. You still there? Hello, Bueller. Am I here? Yeah. Wow. Hello? See, we we weren't even talking about Epi Junkie. I'm not sure what's uh, what's going on. So maybe maybe it was the, the Blog Talk Radio sensors. They they've actually uh, cut into the show here. So. Oh uh, but boy. It, <laughs> so do, do, do you have any uh, do you have any plans for the uh, weekend uh, weekly injection uh, coming up Saturday? All I can say is that I'm going to take my love of baseball and my love of giving and combine them together. Um, As you know, it's prom season, so I think we can look forward to something that has to do with baseball and prom season, and I'll let everyone wonder about that until Saturday. Wow. Wow. Because you're a giver. I am. You're a lifesaver. I'm just a giver. Uh, and uh, one last thing, do you have any do you have any opinion about pens? Um, mine is far too big, and I have yet to receive my Uniball um, gift box because Uniball is the official sponsor of the Edinburgh Live Show. <laughs> oh man! Well, see, oh, well, see. Before I let you go, Burl is throwing down the gauntlet there, so he's saying, "Are the Yankees still playing this year?" Would you like to respond to that? They do play in the major leagues, unlike some of the teams um, that Burrow likes from the left coast that play in the AAA. I don't even know what. I think he's a Dodgers fan, and they. Uh... Whoa. 
man. <laughs> man, he got cut out again. <laughs> oh, damn yeah, you, I think they, they, uh, they play in the Mexican League. Don't they play in the Mexican League? <laughs> I think they do. <laughs> um, wow. I have one, one quick question for you. Wow. Sure. Pretty low. Um, will this week on your, your Saturday show, will you be bringing back any Elma talk? Because Elma and I have been bonding, so I'm kind of... Oh really? Oh well, see, sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to wait on that because I'm not having a show uh, this oh. week because I'm I'm saving lives. So, uh, but uh, but when I when I do bring the show back, we will definitely have uh, an Elma update. Oh good good. Well, I'm gonna miss it this week. Huh. Yeah yeah. So, but you know that that's just a teaser. So so people will come back and or even notice that the show is gone. I'm not sure. That's gonna be awesome. Oh, they'll notice. <laughs> All right, Reverend Rock Dog, you are the man. I want to thank you so much for calling in, and we will uh, join you Saturday night for the weekly injection on the Annie and Burrow Live Show, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, or otherwise known as Rock Dog Time. Thanks a lot there, Reverend. Thank you. Excellent show. That was a great interview, and um, thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right, kids, so that is the Reverend Rock Dog. So, uh, yes, that's the, my most favorite reverend here on Block Talk Radio, even though his uh, Skype was not uh, commu- uh, was, uh, cooperating with him. I think, uh, I think it is the Block Talk Radio censors that are uh, blocking him out, but, but uh, they will not block him out on this show because uh, he will continue to fight the good fight. So, uh, so we have 16 minutes left, so uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be rambling on here. So just a, just a couple other topics here I just want to – I just want to touch on here. So, uh, so if people didn't know, uh, we've been talking about on this show last couple of weeks, you know, this whole idea or concept or day that is called Match Day, and uh, that is today. So, congratulations to all the uh, the all the uh, fourth year senior medical students out there who uh, found out uh, where they are going to be going uh, to do their residency. And uh, there's been some news stories about that uh, today, and uh, you know, just kind of reflecting back there a little bit. I've been I've been in a little bit of a reflective mood uh, this week, and uh, the people uh, who uh, follow me on Facebook uh, kind of uh, know uh, what I've been doing there. And uh, I've been finding some old uh, uh, old um, uh, videotape uh, when they used to use uh, videotape, if people remember uh, videotape. And uh, I've been editing some of them together and uh, just putting them up on my uh, Facebook page there. And, uh, you know, people didn't know that, uh, you know, uh, uh, my mom made me play piano. I mean, that I, uh, that I played piano <laughs> uh, growing up uh, <laughs> made me uh, go to uh, lessons for umpteen years. Uh, and uh, uh, I have some stories from that, which I won't. Uh, that's a whole other show. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I was... Uh, uh, you know, I had a had a video camera back then, and uh, uh, was able to you know to, to record some of that stuff, and uh, been able to go through you know some some old stuff uh, into uh, just kind of think back to that, and you know it's, it's you know, going back to college and high school and things. You know, some of that stuff was pretty good, uh, and it, it was fun to to kind of uh, relive those. You know, obviously those are the good moments there. Uh, but you know, there's always a lot of bad moments too. But it was fun to put, put together there and uh, to kind of reflect and, and, and at least you know for me to remind me, you know, even to reach out to, to some of my uh, some of my old classmates, even on Facebook, to try to find them. 
a little bit there. So, oh, we have another caller here. I know exactly uh, who this is here. So, hello. Hello, darling. Hi, mom. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. You didn't answer my question on the Facebook page. I asked you a question about those videos. Do you remember what it is? I cannot recall what that is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 <clears throat> maybe you want to uh, corner me. I mean, maybe you want to... Uh, <laughs> I would love to corner you, but that's another subject. But, okay. uh, repeat the question for me. All please. right. Here's the question. I wanted to know if it was your mother who was chasing you around campus with that video camera. Who was videotaping all of your concerts? Uh, no, it wasn't my mom, uh, but the, she would proudly admit to that if that was her. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just, you know, it's just friends, you know, just, uh, I gave them the camera and, you know, it, it was the people who didn't want to be on the camera that were more than happy to record me. You know, people like that. Uh, yeah, now you notice that um, I'm not in a lot of pictures, so I totally understand, you know, that's why I'm really good with gadgets. That's way. right. So it, it would have been you. It would exactly. have been you there. Yeah. So 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 to answer your question, that is uh, who was uh, recording me. How many years did you take piano lessons? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't. I, I want to say seven, eight years, something like that. Mhm. You come from a musical family. Um. No, actually not. Actually not. Um, my parents, um, you know, they're brothers and sisters. Some of them were, were uh, you know, very musical, uh, especially on, on, on my mother's side of the family. And uh, I think it was, it was her dream to have her kids play music, and uh, that uh, she, tried, uh, uh, she tried me on, on that. And, uh, well, and, and I guess I seemed to like it. <laughs> so, 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 so I continued with that. Uh, yeah, and I even did that through you know part of high school. I was still taking lessons every uh, every once in a while. So uh, so yeah yeah, and uh, you know I, I don't have a piano now, and I kind of miss it. And you know, and actually I was uh, looking at Best Buy you know over the past few weeks or even a few months to to maybe uh, make an investment in one of those things because you know because I do miss that because well my 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 parents have a have a baby grand piano at home, and, and when I go over there, I still kind of tinker with it a little bit and during holidays especially uh, christmas and things i get the old christmas uh, carol book out and uh, play a little bit and uh, yeah i do miss it a little bit i mean you got some talent there at least at least you know how to tickle the keys i mean you're not tone deaf are uh, you i i i, I you'd have to ask other people i don't <laughs> i don't think i am <laughs> So was your mother disappointed you didn't make it to Carnegie, Carnegie Hall, or you know, was it just she she was okay with the fact that you became her son, the doctor? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, mean, I, I know I know she enjoyed the, the music, and uh, you know, and you know, there's a lot. You know, like a lot of other parents, that they try their kids on a lot of different activities, and and uh, I think I, I think she's glad that I stuck with something musical. Uh, so you know, as far as what she's more proud of, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Maybe I'll bring her on the show, and you can ask her that. Would you really do that? No, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> do your do your parents know you blog? Um, I, 
I do, but I don't think they really understand it. So, uh, so I, I try to, uh, uh, I try to explain it to them. Um, you know, my mom does have email, uh, so so I got her on that. And, and I think the next step is is uh, is blogging, and then the step after that would be podcasting and things. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to uh, introduce to them some of these new media type of things. You totally re- you really need to bring your mom on on your show. That would be great, or at least hook <laughs> her up on the phone. <laughs> so we could talk. Oh man! And she could tell us all your secrets. Yeah, I, yeah, she's uh, she's busy. She's busy, busy. <laughs> uh, you know that 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 thing. You know that uh, you know that the that Tupperware she's always, parties that she's always busy doing. You know, right? So Her hair, the Tupperware parties, walking the dog. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, she's unavailable. She's unavailable. So, so uh, MJ, there. So, do you, do you are you musical? Or did, did you play any musical instruments growing up at all? Or oh my God, yes. There wasn't a whole lot to do in Iowa, so yeah. Um, fortunately, I went to a school district that had a really good music program, and uh, got music lessons for free. The instruments were free. I played cello. I played violin. I took some piano. Now, granted, <clears throat> I wasn't talented like you. I was the kid in the orchestra sitting way in the back, just kind of like pretending to play, but I had a lot of fun. And I did develop a, an appreciation for good music, like the kind of stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. 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 So you're going to be playing well, more tapes out there? Uh, well, if, if I find some, I know I know I have I know I have some some other old stuff out there somewhere. So yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll put that up there. It, it, it's been an interesting exercise p- putting all this together because uh, you know I don't I'm more familiar with you know from from a techie geek type of thing you know working more with uh, audio software than video software. And uh, what I found is that video is a lot difficult more more difficult stuff to to work with. And I think Kimmy in the chat room can probably probably say that too it's just it just takes a long time for this stuff to process in the computer and then to upload it to facebook i mean it takes hours uh so really? it's, it's, that's, oh yeah oh yeah so uh even just for a 10 minute or even a seven minute uh clip i mean it could take hours to upload it up there so i'm not sure if i'm doing something wrong or if that's 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 the way it is i mean obviously for audio you know, it's it's a it's it's a, it's a smaller file, and it, it takes you know less time to upload and download. But the video, it takes a long a lot longer. I still have a lot to learn about that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I'll have to go to PodCamp. Will you tutor me? Exactly. Uh, what what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks a lot for calling. But but before I let you go, yes. Uh, you know, I know everybody in here you know, knows where where you're at and stuff. But the people who are listening on the archives, <clears throat> identify who you are. Tell people where your blog is, and so people can all go there and enjoy your writing. I am Mother Jones RN, and my blog is Nurse Ratchet's Place. And you can find my blog at www.nursewretchedsplace.com. All right. So thank you so much for calling in, Mom. Hey, anything for you, darling. 
<laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Have a good night. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye. All right, kids. So that's that is why. That is why you guys are awesome. <laughs> because call in, say hello, you know, and uh it's just it's just great. It's it's great talking. It's just great talking with, with all of you out there. And you know, I know I know Trauma Junkie's thinking about doing a blog talk radio show. You know, T J, just do it. <laughs> because and you know, it's and it's live. I love the live aspect about this and uh and it's fun just talking with people and uh, interacting in the chat room, even though I don't type in the chat room because it's going too fast. I love reading what's in the chat room, <laughs> even though I may not react to it. I do read there in, in the chat room there, kids. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, so we only have a few minutes left. I do want to uh, close things up here uh, for the night. Um, and just to let everybody know they're in the chat room right now. I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while. I'm going to do a little uh, – a little post show here the the originator or what i think is the originator of the uh, post show uh and i'll be uh, i'll be uh doing that uh you know, maybe in a few minutes uh, after closing up the show here uh, uh tonight and i'm going to uh, drop the uh, link there uh, uh in the chat room there if people want to hang out just for you know a little bit after the show here i do want to thank my guest uh, trauma junkie uh tj um, his blog is called uh, uh, surviving RT School, and you can Google that and uh, um, check out uh, where he's at there. And uh, definitely, I want to you know try to uh, help out and promote uh, his blog Carnival, a source of inspiration. Love the name, uh, love the graphic that he's had up there. And and, and uh, for people who don't know, there's a little bit of a, of a quote there at, at the bottom of his graphic there. Uh, and it's it's from Ralph Ralph Waldo Emerson to know that even one person has breathed easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. Great quote. Uh, so uh, uh, so you know, especially people who are in respiratory therapy, but even if you're not in the respiratory therapy, you know, if you're a patient or you're in the medical field, and uh, you want to talk about. Your experience with respiratory therapy, or you know, maybe you have asthma, maybe you have uh, you know a lung problem, emphysema, or something like that, and, and there's something that you really want to express and and, and talk about it. This is the venue uh, that you can do that, and I'm glad that uh, TJ has uh, you know you know uh, expanded uh, a little bit the uh, the medical blogosphere because I know that that's that's something that really hasn't been addressed responding to a need so I think that's great so thank you so much uh, for being uh, on the show I also want to thank uh, the Reverend Rock Doc for calling in and also for uh, Mother Jones for calling in and uh, filling some time here at the uh, end of the show I appreciate that uh, so much. Uh, so yeah, there, Saturday night there is no uh, night shift because I'm on call this weekend. I will be saving lives, so uh, it's just too uh, too stressful for me to be on call and to uh, have a show because I never know when I can get uh, called up uh, to the hospital. So so there's no night shift uh, this week, but I will be on uh, Anian Burrow Live uh, this uh, weekend on Saturday night, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, they will be resuming their hit their blockbuster uh, soap opera called One Bromance to Give, and uh, I will be a part of that. Uh, I'm afraid of what 
the, the script is going to be. So if you want to see me embarrass myself, uh, tune in, <laughs> tune in for that show uh, on Saturday night. One week from tonight uh, will be the next edition of the Doctor Anonymous uh, show, and uh, we'll be uh, bringing in our friends from PodCamp Ohio, uh, from PodCampOhio.com, and we'll be talking about that. And uh, also, maybe uh, maybe I'll tease it a little bit here. Um, at the end of this month, uh, I will be going out of town and uh, maybe doing a broadcast from where I am going to be. Ha ha ha! Dun dun dun! Little mysterious thing right there. Uh, so I'll talk. Maybe I'll talk about that more uh, next week. So thanks to everybody for uh, for joining me here uh, this evening. I, yes, I will do a little bit of a post show. Uh, to uh, to kind of uh, wind things up, I'll drop that uh, chat room, uh, drop that link in the chat room again. So thanks a lot, everybody, for joining me. Um, I am Dr. Anonymous. You can find me at dranonymous.com, dranonymous.net, dranonymous.org. So uh, thanks uh, so much for joining me, either live or on the archives. And uh, you guys are great. And uh, good night uh, from the Buckeye State. And we will talk to all of you very soon. There's no closing song. Um, I will close things up and get ready for the post show. So good night, everybody, and we'll see you later.